Welcome, welcome, welcome to yet another edition of Red Carpet Trailer Trash. My name is Ian Collins, and joining us, me as always is the motion to my picture, Mr. Connor Rock. Hello. I'm not going to comment. Just keep going. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, uh, this is episode 18, and uh, we're going to be doing something a little differently today. As the Oscar nominations were announced last week... We are going to go ahead and take a little Oscar preview before we, dis, uh, before we discuss the movies coming out this weekend, which are Last Full Measure, uh, The Turning, and The Gentleman. Yep, those are them. That's, uh, that's what we're going to be doing. We're going to cut the chit-chat for the opening. We're not going to talk about each other's weekends. And celebrating this, uh, the joyous MLK Day, because we've got a lot of Oscars to get into. And, well, celebrating black people isn't exactly the Oscars' favorite thing to do, apparently. So Wow, topical. <laughs> yep, that's, that's why you come here, is for the, uh, the Oscars so white jokes. What a hot uh, take. I guess it's not a hot take. What it a- is a very common... Wow. <laughs> it is a very common yeah, what is- and uh, popular hashtag on social media over the last couple of years. Uh, I think it actually started with uh, Will Smith not being nominated for concussion. Huh. I, for the third time on this podcast, I haven't seen concussion, but I've heard it's good. Yep. Okay, so we are going to get started and just build our way up the list that is on the Academy Award website. Let's and I'm going to read out the uh, the category, going to read the nominated movies and or actors, directors, and then I will explain what my expectations are, who I think should win, and who I think will win. For a lot of the technical or smaller awards, uh, it's going to probably be the same because I'm not as aware of what the buzz is for who's going to win those particular awards. But uh, let's dive right in. Are you excited, Connor? Yeah, I was just going to say, and I'll be here too, throwing in my nonsense and recommendations uh, yes. where, where, where appropriate and applicable. And I'm actually, I'm going to write these down and then we're going to see how we did. I think that's yes. a thing we should do. That is a thing we should most certainly do. All right, thank goodness you're making yourself useful. So, up first, pretty big one. It's the writing an original screenplay. This is not the adapted, this is original screenplay. We've got Knives Out, Marriage Story, 1917, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and Parasite. So this one, Knives Out, I think, was just given sort of like a secondary look because it is because writing is split between adapted and original and I think that it would not get this sort of recognition otherwise. It is nice that it did get some recognition because it was a very fun, enjoyable movie. It doesn't stand a chance here. Yeah, I was gonna say it doesn't really seem like it fits. Yeah. Nineteen seventeen, while I thoroughly enjoyed it, I don't think the writing is going to be the thing that's really honored at it. I think it's gonna be more of the technical side and the directing and cinematography sort of thing. And so uh, while I think it's it's good and there is definitely a chance of it, I think that the favorite in this category has to be Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, written by Quentin Tarantino. 
Yeah, I mean, so that, that from what you've said about it, and from what I know about Parasite, and it's kind of the same thing you said about 1917. Like, it's not really the writing that makes the movie good. I think I, I think I agree with you. I will say, and we'll get to it later. I am surprised uh, with what Parasite was nominated for and what it was not nominated for. There were some. I'm surprised they didn't get more buzz in the acting categories. Um, but Parasite and Marriage Story, I would not. I am not up to date on what all the hype for Parasite will be in terms of which awards they'll win. I would not at all be upset if Parasite were to win it. I don't think that it should. But it was a very well-written movie. Um, I wouldn't be up in arms about it. Marriage Story is the one big movie this year that I have not really, I have not had a chance to see yet. And so I will give an update next week if there are any changes to my predictions. I, I don't get the hype behind, granted I didn't see it, but I've seen like enough clips, previews, whatever. I don't get the hype behind Marriage Story. Uh, I'm, I'm not really sure about it either, but a lot of people are saying, I think that there's some, some hype that this could be a dark horse that could steal it, but I think that the favorite and my opinion for which should win, uh, best writing are Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and that's my prediction of what will win as well. Yeah, I, I agree with you there. I'm not going to do what is... the favorite is, I'm just going to say what I think should will, or will win. Yeah. Yeah, and I think Marriage Story might steal it, but I don't think it will. Um, writing adapted screenplay. This is probably the one that's most up in the air. Uh, it has The Irishman, Jojo Rabbit, Joker, Little Women, and The Two Popes. The Two Popes has also been nominated a few times. I have yet to see that also. And I will try to watch that and Marriage Story before the next episode so that I can provide any updates or changes to my predictions. But I think that... I'm actually... This is one that I think I'm going to have the hardest time on amongst the major categories. I think my favorite... I think the best writing was actually Jojo Rabbit. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I thought it was great. Uh, I think that they will they'll actually give the award. I think they'll actually the winner will actually be Little Women. Okay. That's uh, with a ch with a chance that the Joker comes in. Okay. So as the dark horse, but I think that Little Women takes the award. Huh. I I I know nothing about Little Women. This is actually only the second time I'm hearing about it. I'm gonna put my money. Little Women is actually a very good film. Okay. I just I don't I I feel like it wasn't advertised or at least in the circles that I you know watch things in. It would be worth noting that in the in the theater I think I saw it was a full it was like a packed house. I think I saw six other men in the entire theater. It is very much designed. To appeal to a middle-aged to older uh, women crowd, and they it has become very successful on that particular uh, demographic. For it has those of us that don't know, like a ten-second summary. What's it about? Little this one actually from I have not read the book, but uh, this one is apparently a an, a, a unique adaptation. Because traditionally, from what I understand, in uh, discussing this with an older woman that I work with, 
the okay. actual book and uh, older uh, adaptations of the book have been more about like the the four Marsh girls, the sisters that grew up together uh, in pre-Civil War times and like came of age around the time that the Civil War was going on. Okay. And Which that that it, sounds familiar. I feel like I've heard of that, but wasn't this more of like a modern telling? No, no, oh, it was, it was not. Yeah, and so it, uh, what it typically would focus on them as they were younger children and sort of the plays they would put on, and that was more of just a thing that like they referenced but didn't really spend too much time focusing on. This one spent a lot more time focusing on the relationships that they had more as, like, young adult women. So more like 17, 18, 19, like that typical, that sort of age range. No, okay. And their relationship with the neighbor Lori and who they, how they developed relationships and became, uh, and uh, all of them became married. Uh, and so it was... The character work in it was excellent, but the story itself is not at all interesting. Uh, but the character work is good enough to where it ac- it, ca- it can carry a plot that is that where not much actually happens. What's going on? All right. Okay. Um, I don't think I said this. Uh, I am going to put my money on Jojo Rabbit, just out of optimism. Okay. <laughs> The I think I think I said a Joker Joker could I don't have much expectations for the two popes to win much if anything, uh the Irishman could could pull it out because the Academy does love uh Martin Scorsese films even though this was uh, written by Stephen Zalian, sure uh but I wouldn't be at all upset with that winning uh Joker. Really, none of these I'd be upset about, but I, I'm hopeful that Taiki Wat, Taika Watiti uh, is recognized for Jojo Rabbit because I'm very worried that he will not be. Uh, and like I said, the Joker I have as sort of a dark horse, and I expect it to go to Little Women. Gotcha. Sounds Visual good. effects. Visual effects. Uh, we have Avengers Endgame, The Irishman, The Lion King. 1917, and Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker. Whoa. I was not expecting half of those. Yes. So, (laughs) as I understand it... Yeah. So, as I understand, this is very much like the technical, like, computer computerized visual effects. Not as much the, like, lighting and makeup and stuff, because there are other categories for that. And so that is something that is definitely important to take into account because if it's just like what you see on the screen. And uh, I, 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 it's very easy to mix this up with what I believe uh, the editing and the cinematography categories are. And so I could be mistaken on this, but I'm pretty sure it is very much about the the technological aspects. Okay, so more like special effects CGI centered than the the scene itself the visual presentation yes gotcha and that that makes a little bit more sense this one i think i i do not think the irishman deserves it i do not think the lion king deserves it 
what? Um, I, what? I, aside from like people getting their he- like brains blown out, the Irishman didn't really have that many. Yes, effects. actually, it was the it was the de aging. They did the de aging. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. But you're right. I. I am worried that they will award it for the de-aging, but I did not think it did a very good job with the de-aging and utilizing it in ways that we've seen in movies past. And so I am hopeful it does not win, but I think there's an outside shot that it does. I think that this ends up going to 1917, but this may surprise you. I think that Avengers Endgame should win this. I, I was I, probably going to uh, put my money on Endgame, just because, say what you will about you know the Marvel movies, the, the Endgame in or in particular, but it looked good, and is especially like when one of the main character, well, half of the main characters aren't even there, but like Thanos yeah. was just like this big purple alien man who like was believable the whole time, and I feel like that's a hard thing to pull off. I I I I may be just looking at it through rose tinted glasses, but I thought that Avengers Endgame the visual effects were excellent. Uh, and I think that it's it's deserving of the nomination. I think it should get the win. I do not think it will because it, it's a superhero movie. Uh, and that's the same reason I don't think Star Wars will get the recognition for uh, visual. For I don't think it'll win because it's Star Wars and it's just not an Academy type of movie. Which yeah. is why I picked 1917 is what I think will win. Okay. Uh, and I just really hope it's not the Irish Run of the Lion King because I do not think that they deserve it. I'm I'm honestly surprised that they were the other nominees. So I mean, I get the Lion King because it was all CGI. I didn't see it though. I mean, the siege. It was not, honestly. It was not that like it was impressive because the lions looked realistic. But in it, if you were just doing that as like trying to show, hey, I can make realistic looking lions, that'd be fine. But in terms of like making it seem like they were the characters that were being voiced, it did mm. not sync up well at all. It did not work well at all for me. I was not a fan. Gotcha. They were lacking in expressiveness or. Mm-hmm. Okay, gotcha. Very subdued. Um, sound mixing is the next one. What the this fuck one, is sound mixing? It is. I always mix up what sound mixing and sound editing are. Uh, it's very complicated. Uh, and sort of, I think sound mixing is sort of getting the getting the sound effects to blend together, whereas sound editing is is the addition of uh outside sound or sounds within uh that were within the scene and editing them properly i'm not sure if that's correct uh it is yeah, one sure. it is it is these two are ones that the that the voters legitimately have difficulty with from what i understand like critics don't fully understand it it is it is a difficult thing to pick it's one of those things Uh, like unless you're in the industry of sound mixing slash sound editing you're not really sure the the nuances yeah exactly uh and so there's ad astra ford v ferrari joker once upon a time in hollywood and 1917 (laughs) <laughs> I'm gonna just let me let me before you give your analysis. I'm just gonna throw a dart at a dartboard here real quick. Uh, there we go, and it, it's 1917 is my my guess. It's a good guess. Um, I think 
I think this is going to go to the Joker. Okay. Um, just because it's it's really difficult to sort of get the... I, I'm not super familiar with sound mixing. I would like Ad Astro to win this just because I would like for him to be... Re- for that movie to be recognized for its technical... I th- I'm surprised it does not have more technical nominations because I thought that it was just a visually... And just as a cinematic experience, the sound, just everything about it was... While the acting and the story and the usual things you're looking for in a movie uh, were were less than stellar, the the technical aspects were very impressive, and I'd like for there to be some sort of recognition for that. Uh, but I doubt that it will. I think that it goes to the Joker. Okay, yeah. I mean, honestly, for Ad Astra, I was going to... I when you said visual effects, I thought that would at least get a nomination, but I'm surprised it didn't. Um and then we got sound editing. Yes. Sound editing, which is Ford V Ferrari, Joker, nineteen seventeen, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and The Rise of Skywalker. I don't I'm going with Ford V Ferrari here. Don't know why. No reason. Go ahead. Give your do your thing. This one, okay. Uh, I think this one is going to end up going to. I think it's going to go to nineteen seventeen. Okay. Uh, I just I I don't like I said I don't know enough about this to where I can fully make adjustments, but I think that because that was so much about sort of the the experience that the that it puts the audience through. The, the sound was such a pivotal aspect of that. And granted, a lot of that was more the score, which we'll get to uh, when that category comes up. But I think that the sounds of, uh, of especially the, I think, it, what was it? Lieutenant? Uh, hmm. I th- was it the Lieutenant? I, Schofield, I don't remember what his... Uh, rank was uh the sounds that were that sort of embodied a lot of his trip uh and then with Blake and just everything that was going on I think that that is has a likely likely choice of of winning it and I think that it's well deserved all right all right sounds good what do we have next short film live action all right uh brotherhood Nefta Football Club, The Neighbor's Window, Saria, and A Sister. I have not heard of any of these, I don't think. No, neither have I. Uh, you and I are on the same footing for this, so this is fun. <coughs> uh, I'm going to guess A Sister. Alright, I'm going Neighbor's Window. Okay. And <laughs> there's that. <laughs> Next. Yep. We're going to do it again. It's a <laughs> no. short short film animated. All right. Uh, Desira. Actually, I think I've seen one of these. Uh, Desira, which is daughter in another language. Um, Hair Love, Kitbull, Memorable, and Sister. Which is not a sister. No. There's just another sister one. Yes. I'm gonna, what's the one? What? I'll go with Kitbull. Okay, the one that I have actually seen 
is Harlem, which is actually quite good. Uh, but from just the visual aspect of it, because this is the short film animated, right? I think uh, just visually, I think it might go to memorable. But I really enjoyed Hair Love, and I'll say that that's the one I think should win because it's the only one I've actually seen. All right. So, so wait, you're betting on Hair Love? No. no I, memorable I is think what, okay. Memorable is what I think it will be. I want it to be Hair Love. Gotcha. Okay. Production design. What we does have, that encompass? That is what I'm double checking. I believe that's sort of like uh, set design. Okay. Uh, let me just. What does it. Yes, it is for the set. Production design is all about the set. Okay. Uh, right. And so this goes to The Irishman, Jojo Rabbit, 1917, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and Parasite. Ooh. This. This one is actually also incredibly competitive in hindsight. I don't think it goes to Parasite. Uh, it has Parasite has a few good scenes in it for this, but I don't think that there's enough that's really necessary for it because I, there's only a few scenes where it's really, really good about that. I think that... Oh, man. The Irishman is good. Ah. But I think this is a two horse, and Jojo Rabbit also. They're all very deserving nominees, but I think that this is a two horse race in 1917 and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Okay. Um, my God, they built a fucking house for 1917. The farmhouse they built in that location. They dug over a mile of trenches. I think it has to go to 1917, but I would not. I think that's what's going to win, and I think that's what should. Uh, I would not at all be surprised if it goes to Once Upon a Time in Hollywood with the set design they use for just 1960s uh, Hollywood in the background and the scenes that they did, but uh, I think it goes to 1917. I think it has to. All right. Yeah, I, I'm I, having been told that they dug like a mile of trenches, I think I am compelled to vote with 1917 too. I will say that just from from what I've seen, the limited things I've seen about the movies, I think Jojo Rabbit stands a solid chance because like that like campy feel mixed with like Nazi occupied Europe. I, I I feel like that. I don't know. I got very strong like placement. I, I'm glad that I'm glad Jojo Rabbit has gotten a lot of recognition. Didn't get as much as I would have liked for it to, but I thought it was an excellent movie. Yeah, I'm really um, looking forward to, to seeing it. I just haven't got around to it. You know, you know me. I don't go to see yeah. movies. Um, but yeah, I think I think I'm gonna I'm gonna follow your vote there. I'm gonna go with 1917 as well. Yep. Uh, music original song. Um. This is I Can't Let You Throw Yourself Away from Toy Story 4. Okay. I'm Gonna Love Me Again from Rocket Man. I'm Standing With You from Breakthrough. Into the Unknown from Frozen 2. Stand Up from Harriet. Huh. So first question, first question I have for you. Do you know what the movie Breakthrough is about? Because we have not discussed it on this podcast. I do not know. It is a, I, if I'm not mistaken, and I will check this while I'm discussing it with you. Breakthrough is about a, I believe it's a teenage boy who, it's a Christian film about a teenage boy who falls through the ice 
uh, on a pond that he's on for some reason. Okay. Might be skating or something. And goes into a coma. And it's about how his family and community rally and uh, through prayer and wait for him and uh, like pray and like have a certain level of support. Wait, this doesn't sound very Hollywood at all. Hollywood hates a Jesus. Yeah, so here's the description. A faithful (laughs) mother, when her 14-year-old son drowns in a lake, a faithful one prays for him to come back from the brink of death and be healed. It's like a very, very much a Christian movie, but this is not about the uh, this is not about the movie. This is about the song. Right. I think I think this goes to I'm gonna love me again from Rocket Man. Yeah, my my bet's from Rocket Man too, just because I love Elton John. So this is a very this seems like a very weak year for the original song category. Fun fact: Did you know that that's the category that Three Six Mafia won an Oscar for? For what song? It's hard out here for a pimp. Oh no way! <laughs> All right. Yes, <laughs> I did. One hundred percent. Um. Okay, then this is up next as music original score. All right. So, uh, we have the Joker, or Joker, Little Women, Marriage Story, nineteen seventeen, Star Wars: The Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, Star Wars now, is seeing a lot more nominations than I thought it would. Yeah, all technical stuff. Yeah. Uh, and for good reason, that's all you're going to see. It. Um, so, no disrespect for the great John Williams, but I'm not really going to... I think that this is I think this is a runaway, or at least it should be, that 1917... What Thomas Newman was spectacular. I thought he was amazing. The idea that he won't get it seems ridiculous to me. Uh, I think that there's a chance that they give it to Joker instead. Uh, because that's what won the Golden Globe. I think it's... Uh, I, I will say that hit Joker did have a good score, but... I mean, 1917, the score was just so pivotal to the to the setting and the experience itself that i don't know how you can how you can opt for something else well i'm gonna opt for something else i'm gonna take the 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 little man here or the little woman and i think i think they're gonna yeah because it was it was a play on the little man and the little whatever yeah i'm taking little women no they did have did have a good score it was a lot more subtle though well, I haven't heard literally any score from any of these movies except Star Wars, so it's all okay, up next, shot in the dark. Up next, we have makeup and hairstyling. All right. So we have first Bombshell, then Joker, Judy, Maleficent, Mistress of Evil, Ooh. and 1917. And 1917 has been nominated for, like, every single one of these. It ha- I believe it has 11 nominations. Damn. Um, you uh, know it is nominated for... I think it's nominated for everything outside of uh, original song and acting. Which, I guess, yeah. That, that makes sense. It doesn't have songs and... It wasn't really about the acting, from what you've said, so... Well, I thought the acting should have been recognized, but... It's. We'll get to that. It was a very strong year for best for supporting and lead actor. Yeah. 
I, okay, so before before you give anything about these, I'm gonna say bombshell. No real reason, just the like, uh, just from my opinions from the trailer, I think they did well makeup hairstyling. They did a great job with makeup hairstyling. That is a great choice. I don't think it'll win, but I would not be at all upset because literally just looking at the main characters, how effect like the. Charlize Theron looks exactly like Megyn Kelly, and uh, Nicole Kidman looks exactly like Gretchen, uh, I, I don't remember her her last, Gretchen Carlson, I think. Yeah, that sounds right. Uh, they look exactly like the real people, and it's, I think the hairstyle and makeup are a big part of that. But I think this goes to 1917, <laughs> I think it should go, I think it should go to 1917, I mean, just the the amazing things that they do, how they, uh, I, I don't want to spoil any aspects of the movie, but the just everything they do throughout, I think it's excellent. It's is, like, like I said, there's going to be a lot of 1917 that gets, gets awarded in the technical categories because it was just that damn good. Yeah. Uh, little surprise, Judy won on this. Yeah, I but, didn't expect. But you. when I see when I see the uh, Renee Zellweger dressed as Judy, I understand why, because that alone is enough. But I don't think I don't think that's gonna, that's I think that's enough for a nomination. That's not enough for the win. I have no idea why the fuck Maleficent was nominated. Because they, yeah, I don't know. They did. They gave Angelina Jolie cheekbones. Or, no, she just has those cheekbones. Well, they were like accentuated by her. Isn't she like yeah. white, like real pale in that? Yeah, she is. Yeah, okay. And like dark. Um, black. It doesn't matter. What's next? Yeah, up next we have international international feature film, Corpus Christi from Poland, Honeyland from North Macedonia, Les Miserables. In France, Pain and Glory from Spain, and Parasite from South Korea. I, I mean, I gotta go Parasite just because I have this no is, idea this what is the going, other things are. This is going to be Parasite. It should be Parasite. Parasite is an excellent film. And you can tell it's going to be because it's also the only international feature film that it was nominated for Best Picture. So that's sort of a giveaway. Pain and Glory is also supposed to be pretty good because Antonio Banderas was nominated for Best Actor, but we'll get to that later. But there's no chance in how... This is the most sure I've been of any of these choices. All right, sounds good. What do we have? Up next, we have Film Editing, which we go to Ford v. Ferrari, The Irishman, Jojo Rabbit, Joker... And Parasite. Huh. So, is there anything that you think is going to to win for the film editing on this one? So, I will say, and granted, I've, out of these, I've only seen The Irishman. But I did appreciate the editing in that movie. Albeit some scenes were a little long. Um, but I, I just, the, their, their cuts and their transition and then how they would drag things out afterwards to like give it more of a I don't know like a, like a tapering down feel versus like the quick cuts uh, so I, I'm going to say The Irishman um, maybe only because it's the one I've seen yeah Irishman isn't a bad choice uh, I think this should go to Ford v Ferrari 
just the racing scenes alone, uh, it, the way that they cut around and how they showed you what was going on with the driver and what was going on in his surroundings was done so effectively. I think it's the best I've seen in any movie where racing was taking place. Okay. Uh, and so I think that it's it's very deserving and that it should should get this opportunity. But I think it'll actually go to Parasite. Oh, for editing for Parasite? Okay. Yes, Why? I. It, just, it, it, it just was good... it the way where it would cut where it would cut just I I thought that the cuts were incredibly well placed and well done. Uh, none of these would be a bad choice from my memory. I don't think Jojo Rabbit really stand is really st- going to stand a chance. Uh, but once again, I I want that film to get recognized for a lot of things. But I, I think Parasite is probably going to be the winner, but I'm hoping it goes to Ford v. Ferrari. All right. All right, all right, all right. Yep. And then we've got another two uh, that are going to be a bit tough for us. Cool. What are they? Documentary ones? short subject. We have In the Absence, Learning to Skateboard in a War Zone, Life Overtakes Me, St. Louis Superman, and Walk, Run, Cha-Cha. I'm going with St. Louis Superman. I think that's what I'm taking as well. All right. <laughs> Do you have reasoning? Because I just sure Nope. Out. Okay. Uh, documentary feature. All right. American Factory, The Cave, The Edge of Democracy, For Sama, and Honeyland. Huh. On this one, I think uh, I think I'm gonna take the cave, because I, although I could not tell you anything about it, I have heard of it. I'm gonna go with American Factory because I've heard a bit of buzz about it, and that's about the extent of my expectation for this. All right, cool. Two knocked out of the park right there. We're killing it. How many? How now many are got- there? Uh, we're about to get into the, into some big ones coming up. I think we've got, uh, we've got three outside, three more technical, and then the rest are the big, like, acting, directing, best picture. Yeah, yeah, alright, cool. But, up next is, because this is an alphabetical order, up next is directing. No. And so. Oh, so it is an alphabetical order. Oh, we're going reverse, I see it now. Yeah, except best pictures at the top because that's the one that most people care about. Right. Okay. Uh, so directing, we have Martin Scorsese for The Irishman, Todd Phillips for Joker, Sam Mendes for Nineteen Seventeen, Quentin Tarantino for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and Bong Joon Ho for Parasite. They're just all the ones you'd expect. Yes, all very deserving of the nomination. Uh, I think it should go to Sam Mendes. Uh, I've I've waxed poetically a lot about just the visual nature and just seeing everything. The only reason I can think that it would not go to Sam Mendes is because of because of they basically say that it's more based on the cinematography and not so much the directing. But other that's I think that that's not. I think that they are both fully deserving. And that this is this should go to him, Sam Mendes. But I think 
it will go to Quentin Tarantino for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah, that's that's what I was going to say. That's going to be my prediction. They love Tarantino. and Once He has yet to get a directing one, and I think that this is the year that they give it to him. Yeah, I, I'm going to... I'm gonna go with that. So you you want it to be 1917, but your actual guess is Once Upon a Time. Yes. Gotcha. Are you are you keeping track of both of these? No, I'm just writing down your actual guess. Okay. <clears throat> um, I figured you could uh, you'll remember what you think you should should have won. Yep. Uh, and if not, we haven't recorded on this nice and neat little <laughs> podcast. No, I'll kill myself before I listen to this again. Jesus Christ. <laughs> you know you're the one that has to edit it, right? Ah, shit. Well, I said it. Well, I said it. It's on air. <laughs> oh, shit. What's that called? Um, fuck. What's that thing that you would... What? You and your roommates would always do... Oh, Manchester. <laughs> Manchester. <laughs> oh, well, next time you see me, you can punch me in the face, because I'm not going to be Manchestered into killing myself. <laughs> um, what's our next category we got we took a dark yeah, oh, weird turn uh, there. yeah uh but uh before I, we leave that because it is directing all of these directors are deserving and i would not actually be upset if any one of them won because they are all just they all did an excellent job i will say i am a little disappointed that uh taiki watiti did not get nominated. I would have much rather seen him than Scorsese. And that might sound like blasphemy, but The Irishman was too long. And he was too self-indulgent. And I think he should be penalized for that. Well, a lot of people have said that Quentin Tarantino was very self-indulgent with his film as well. Well, maybe I'll go see it and I'll change my answer. <laughs> that could be but, true. I don't um, know. I didn't see that one. I just sat through the fucking Irishman and it was it was a lot. Yeah, uh, and then Greta Gerwig, also a snub, but I think, I I, mm, I can understand that, but I, I think that they made the right choice with these five. What did she but, uh, do? Uh, uh, she did Little Women. Okay. Uh, actually, I think, I think I would probably replace Todd Phillips with Taiki Watiti. That's But I'm not, I'm not at all upset with Todd Phillips being on there. I, I aired my qualms with the short amount of Joker I've seen already, so I'm still... Still gotta gotta see it full and get back to that, but I think him being replaced might be fair as well. But we can move yeah. on. Costume design: we have The Irishman, Jojo Rabbit, Joker, Little Women, and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Um, I think I don't know what I don't know what I think this should go to. I think it should go to. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Okay. But I think it will go to The Irishman. Huh. Really? For costume design? Yes. I mean, it's not that hard to, like... Well, I guess a period... period like, what am I looking for? I mean, with a period piece like Little Women, it's gonna be... Or, like, Jojo Rabbit, they just put him in fucking Hitler youth uniform. Yeah, I guess that's true. My, my bet was gonna be on Jojo, but I th you might be right. So, yeah, I don't know. I'll keep, I'll keep with JoJo, and you're saying uh, Irishman? Yeah. Huh. We'll see. I would have I thought you would say Once Upon a Time, but I guess you're being a realist. 
I, I I said that that's the one I wanted to win, but I think I think it I think it will go to the Irishman. Cinematography. We have the Irishman, Joker, The White House, 1917, and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. This one is should and will go to 1917. This is this is the one I'm second most confident about. The one I'm most confident about is Parasite winning best international feature film. This one is is a slam dunk. It's going to Roger Deakins. Yeah, I was going to ask you what Lighthouse was, but I don't even give a shit. Like it's got to be Lighthouse is supposed to be a pretty good uh black and white horror film that came out this year. It had Willem Dafoe in it. <laughs> That's spooky enough. But yeah, after we went on like that dude. 15 minute tangent about Roger Deakin or Deakins or whatever the the Roger Deakins, right? For 1917. We talked about yep. him a lot last episode, so I'm, yep. I, I would assume that this is definitely going to him. I feel pretty confident about this one as well. Yeah. Animated feature film. This one is... This is... I, granted, I've, I have only seen one of these, but this seems like a weak class. It's uh, How to Train Your Dragon, The Hidden World, I Lost My Body, Klaus, Missing Link... And Toy Story Four. What the? F- what is how I lost my body in Klaus? No, uh, Klaus. Idea? I think is about. I it's it's about. I think it's about. Supposed to be like Santa Claus. Oh uh, yeah, that was like. Was that a Netflix one? Yes. Yeah. Okay, I've seen it. That huh? I lost my body is also a Netflix film. Okay didn't see that one i mean i didn't I'm, i didn't see class i've just I, i've seen like the cover i might end up watching these before the oscars just to get an idea but i'm not gonna make any promises about that you know i i'm gonna... worth worth noting frozen 2 was not nominated oh yeah well uh huh what's your what's your prediction I think this goes to How to Train Your Dragon, The Hidden World. Oh, really? Yes. Huh. I, I'm going to go with Klaus. No no, uh, no real reason except the, like, the Netflix pictures I've seen have been... I've liked the art style. Mm-hmm. That's it. All right, what's next? Now we're getting picture? into the action. No, now best, we're getting into the acting. Stuff, yeah. Now we have the acting, and then it's going to go to Best Picture. Okay, so up first we have Actress in a Supporting Role. We've got Kathy Bates for Richard Jewell, Laura Dern for The Marriage Story, Scarlett Johansson for Jojo Rabbit, Florence Pugh for Little Women, and Margot Robbie for Bombshell. This is a great category. Uh, I'm not... I I'm not sure if there's there may have been a snub that isn't immediately coming to mind but this was this is a stacked I think that all of these I haven't seen Laura Dern in Marriage Story but Kathy Bates did a great job Scarlett Johansson Margot Robbie Florence Pugh all excellent I think it should go to Scarlett Johansson I think it will go to Laura Dern Lord Darren, all right. I I'm gonna go with Kathy Bates. Uh, that's I I would get into it, but there's not a whole lot of substance there. But 
She is a great character actress. I don't think she stands a chance, though. Really? Not even in the slightest. Huh. Well, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. I'm wrong. It's just the norm. Let's, uh, we got best supporting actor now? Or do we go to... Uh, yes, best supporting actor. We have Tom Hanks in A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. Anthony Hopkins in The Two Popes. Al Pacino in The Irishman. Joe Pesci in The Irishman. And Brad Pitt in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. All right. This one... This one will and should go to Brad Pitt. That was going to be my uh, my prediction as well. I am a little disappointed because any other year I would love to see Joe Pesci get this for his excellent portrayal of uh, of Russell in The Irishman, but it's just this is Brad Pitt's year. He has never won an Oscar before, and his performance is 100% deserving of it. Uh, Brad Pitt was in, an, in a movie that was just all kinds of great things. Uh, he was the best part about it. Oh, that's a that's quite a compliment. Oh, I remembered who uh, who was the uh, who was the snub for actress and supporting role from a lot of people. Jennifer Lopez in Hustlers. Really? Yes. I guess you said Hustlers turned out to be not that bad, right? It was fine. Worthy of a best supporting actress nomination. No. Okay. <laughs> but she was, without question, the best part about it. Yeah, but like... She was She was not as good as these other five women were in their respective movies. Yeah, that's uh, that's definitely true. I, okay, now we have actress and a lead... Oh, sorry, was there anything else you were going to say? Nothing important. <laughs> okay, now we have actress in a leading role. We have Cynthia Erivo for Harriet. Scarlett Johansson for A Marriage Story. Sorry, say Ronan for Little Women. Charlize Theron for Bombshell. And Renee Zellweger for Judy. Uh, I am very surprised by Cynthia Rivo's inclusion in this. I think after discussing this with a friend of mine, I think that both Lupita Nyong'o from Us and... Uh, Aquafina from The Farewell would have been better choices, but this uh, like this is seems like a very a fairly weak year for best actress nominees. Yeah, I really don't. I I don't even have a guess really. So Renee Zellweger won the won the Golden Globe, and I'm a little surprised by that. And I I'm interested to see because I she I think that she's deserving of the nomination but i think this should go to charlie's throne she her portrayal of megan kelly was so convincing it was mind-boggling it was excellent but i think this will go to scarlett johansson for a marriage story huh all right well. also worth noting so uh say ronan did a great job in little women and would not be at all upset if she were to win this you know what? You've convinced me. I'm going with Little Women. Because I don't... Okay. Yeah. I'm, uh, okay. I was going to say Scarlett Johansson, but we need to have some con- contention, you know? We need to have a contest. Sure. <laughs> All right, let's... Actor, actor in a leading role, we've got Antonio Banderas from Pain and Glory. Leonardo DiCaprio for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Adam Driver for Marriage Story. 
Joaquin Phoenix for the Joker and Jonathan Price for the Two Popes. This may come as a surprise. I think that Adam Sandler got snubbed for this. I saw... The, okay, wait. This is a bit of off-topic here. Does Adam Sandler unironically refer to himself as the Sandman? I'm not sure if he refers to himself as that, but people do refer to himself. Uh, I saw like a tweet where he was like, yeah, the Sandman got snubbed for the Oscar. And according to you, apparently, uh, Richard Jewell is pretty I, I don't think he should have won it, but no, I think Richard he should Jewell. have been nominated. Uncut Gems, the other gem one. Yeah, Uncut Gems. It was... It was... He did a great job in that. Uh, it is worth noting, though, that it was... There were not any likable characters in that film. But he did a great job portraying his character. So who do you think has best actor? I think this goes to Joaquin Phoenix... Okay. I think it should go to Leonardo DiCaprio, but there's a chance Adam Driver sneaks in for for it. But I think I loved Leo in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I don't think uh, that has got that position has gotten as much support. Uh, I think that it was seemed more natural for him, which makes sense because he was playing an actor, uh, and you could really see. Like, Walking Phoenix, like, he, you could tell he was acting very hard, but he did a great job in it. Not all upset with the idea of him winning an Oscar for it. Uh, Adam Driver, though, uh, I, I haven't seen it, but just Adam Driver being rewarded would be great because he's an excellent actor and the best thing about the newest trilogy of Star Wars. Yeah, I'm actually, I'm going with Adam Driver just because I'd like it if he won. I don't necessarily think he will, but I'm, Putting money on him. Like, I have heard zero hype for John, Jonathan Price or really anything for the two popes. Uh, Antonio Banderas uh, was basically, he was good enough to get nominated for this, but I don't think he stands a chance of actually winning it and taking it home. I think this is Joaquin Phoenix's to lose. I think it should go to Leo and would not be surprised if Adam Driver snuck in for it. Now it's the big one. Best. We have best picture cool chills what are the nominees the nominations we have ford v ferrari really the irishman yes the irishman jojo rabbit joker little women marriage story 1917 once upon a time in hollywood and parasite Okay, so I know which one I think it's gonna be, and I don't know if I'm gonna bet on that one. My, I guess I'll, I'll do it. My guess is gonna be 1917. I feel like just, and this is based solely on how much you like the movie, because until 1917, I it, absolutely loved that movie. Yeah, <laughs> until 1917, we had that episode. I it would have been Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Seeing as that's like one of the first things you've ever said on this podcast. You're like, this is best picture. And then 1917, you're like, well, okay, hold on. No, it, it is worth noting that I said that like it, on our first episode about a month after I had like a couple weeks after it had came out. And I said it was the front runner. Mm. It was the early favorite for best picture. And everything else is going to be working against it is is what I said. And I was correct. And 1917 came out, I think, the last possible time for it to be eligible. 
and I think 1917 should win. However, I think that they finally give Quentin Tarantino a Best Picture award, and they give it to Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Huh. Which I am not at all upset by, uh, but I think it should go to 1917. There's, I don't, I think Marriage Story and Parasite both have the possibility of sneaking in and taking it, but I don't, I doubt that they will. I also think 1917 has a chance of it, but I don't think they will either. Uh, I I think it's... It's Tarantino. I think this is Tar- this is uh, Tarantino's year. Gotcha. Alright, well, those are some Oscar predictions. Yes, sir. This is a long-ass episode, by the way. <laughs> it is. I was going to say, do you want to blow through some trailers, or do we just want to call it... Well, the this I'm excited for this weekend, so I'd like to. You got it. I'd like to do the trailers. Let's let's do it. They, people can not listen for a little longer, right? Exactly. <laughs> All right. Let's let's talk some trailers. People might actually be interested in listening to the Oscar preview. That's true. I mean, yeah, yeah. Who knows? Who knows? You tell us. Not you. You listening, listener. You're out there. Um, what uh, what do you want to talk about first? Let's go with Last Full Measure. Alright. So, Last Full Measure being the true story, and I might want to double check this man's name, because I don't want to get it wrong, of the Vietnam War, he was a para-jumper, I think, William H. Pitsenberger Jr. Yep. Uh, that AKA, sounds right. AKA Pitts. Um, but yeah, he was a, I think it's called a para-jumper. He was like a dude who like... A, Paratrooper? Yeah, but he, he was like repelled into the combat zones to do like rescue yep. and medicine stuff. And yep. uh, I guess it's like 30 years after the war, someone from the Department of Defense, I think, is like looking into why he was never granted a Medal of Honor. Yep. And then this big old conspiracy unravels about whatever. It's like Operation Val- Avalon. Oh, Avalon, yeah. I was, I was thinking like Valkyrie or Avalanche or something. But yeah, Avalon about how they were. It was always friendly fire, but the people who ordered it may have known. And it just seems that Sebastian Stan is just. He's on the conspiracy path. And you're going to watch the movie. You're going to figure out why the government's bad. Mm-hmm. A lot of great. Uh... Great older actors playing the uh, people in the company that were saved by uh, Pitsenberger. Yeah, Pitsenberger. I think that's how you pronounce it. This. uh, So, what are your thoughts on this movie? Uh, I think it looks good. Like, this is a movie that I will try to make a point to catch. Not in theaters, obviously, but I would definitely like to see it. Um. I, I don't know. There's like a there's a fine line between movies like historic movies I don't like and then historic movies I would. And this one seems to kind of have more of like a I don't know, like a like a dramatic mystery element to it maybe. And I think also it's a really good way to honor this man who was apparently snubbed for a Medal of Honor. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I'm a, I'm a fan. Um, it could be really good. I don't. I don't quite have as high hopes for it, but 
Yeah, I think I think it'll be at the very least a good movie. Yeah, I think this will be moderately good. It also I am I am the target audience for this. I love war movies. Uh and I also uh think that the government is corrupt and uh engages in a lot of nasty shit and so it warms my libertarian soul. <laughs> Uh, seeing that happen, and then there's just the sort of mystery yeah, aspect of someone uh, fighting, like trying to unravel a conspiracy, which is the type of, is a type of movie that I always find interesting. I think that I will enjoy it, but I don't think it will be a necessarily like a great movie. I think it'll be a decent movie, probably like end up getting like two and a half stars, and it'll be like looked at as, oh yeah, that was a fine movie. Uh, really honored this guy, but it didn't really do much else. Yeah, I, th- I think that's probably fair. Um, watching the trailer, has Sebastian Stan always looked that weird? I have no idea who Sebastian Stan is. He's Isn't he uh, the Winter Soldier? Is that who that is? I thought so. But I don't know. I've only ever seen him with like the long hair. He just seems like he's it, at the top of his he head. He is... He is the Winter Soldier. The top, what do you know? The top of his head just looks so big. It was like he had like a light bulb shaped head in the. I don't know. Maybe it was just. It doesn't matter. Who cares? Um, yeah, I don't. Um, I don't really have any more thoughts on it. Yeah, I don't. I'm gonna just keep looking through here to see if there's any other. Mo- he was in I Tanya, and he was in Logan Lucky. I don't remember him at all. Uh, I'm just going to keep looking through this uh, <laughs> while we move on to The Turning, which I think you're probably pretty excited about. I, okay, I'm pretty excited about The Turning because everything, so you're right, everything about the trailer suggests to me that it's going to be like one of these unique horror movies, like sort of like The Conjuring, The Sinister, Insidious, we talk about this all the time. But my one request Stop putting Finn, whatever his name is, in horror movies. Wolfhard. Yeah. Finn Wolfhard. Yeah, stop it. I can't take it seriously. Like, I, I've i seen him fight it. I've seen him in Stranger Things. I don't need him to be... It, like, it's, it takes me out of the movie. Put any other kid in there, I'd be super hyped about this movie. I, for whatever reason, and I think he's a fine actor, it's nothing against him. But it's just, I think he's, it, the horror genre has just run away with him, and I don't, I, I do not like that. Um, it's just kind of immersion breaking. That being said, I think this offers to tell a unique story, because I can't really piece it together through the through the trailers. I mean, there's clearly some ghostly bullshit going on, but nothing, uh, nothing that's like in your face or too obvious. You know where you'd get like from like the other derivative horror movies. So I don't know. I think I think it has it has a chance to be a. It's not going to be a great movie by any means, but it has a chance to be like a good horror movie. Yeah. So I'm not sure if you know this. This movie is actually based on uh, an old novella, short story. I'm not sure which it is called "The Turn of the Screw" by Henry James. I did not know that. Uh, it's supposed to be one of the best ghost stories ever written. Huh. Uh, I actually have been reading it. I am two-thirds of the way through. Yeah. Uh, it is, it's pretty good. My biggest concern, and 
the one thing it's I have two big concerns about it about this movie. One is that I think that they've changed it so that they've made the children older and more importantly I think they've made the the boy Finn Wolfhard's character more of an outward dickhead which I think really takes away from the story itself that's being told. Okay, yeah, I can see that. Uh, he does seem very uh, dickish. Yes. And so, granted, it, they, they're probably just make, taking a different direction, but I think it's... And I would have to see the movie to say for certain, but I think that the way that they set it up with the child coming off as more innocent and his general behavior makes... Uh, makes the idea of there being like a ghostly presence more sinister, insidious, you know, insert other yeah. <laughs> adjectives that are used as that are also used in these typical movies. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Uh it, it I think it I think it lends itself to it more and raises a little bit more like it improves the creepiness level to it and, and really kinda it, it improves the quality of the storytelling. Um, and my other big concern is that I, this, the book starts, like, you are introduced to a ghost, like, ten pages in. Like, it happens very quickly. Okay. And, uh, like, it's, it's only a 70-page, like, short, like, novella, like I said. But normally you would expect it to take longer to get in but you're introduced to the idea of there being spirits very early on and it has a very slow build to the climax that i have yet to reach but i'm i'm worried that this is going to take more of like the grud like a it's going to use more like horror film tropes instead of taking advantage of the quality story that it has behind it and take like some horror like tropes like i think i saw something with like uh, sort of a like grudge thing with a hand in the hair, sort of. Yeah, it's like a and disembodied. It's like uh, what's what's the hand from the thing or not the thing, the hand from the monsters. It's like it's like that, but crawling all over no. everybody. Or is it the Adams family? That's a. Monster. It's the Adams family and it's thing. Yeah. Oh, okay. I was, I said the thing. I got all my wires crossed there, but yeah, it's like that, but she's yes. crawling over. Which would honestly be pretty terrifying if there's just like a hand you couldn't get off you. But oh, without I, question. I think I do agree because it looks like it's. It's giving into some like dream sequence, jump scares, and shit like that. Where if the story, yeah, is I'm, as I'm good a little concerned say, about they that. They probably should have with that, but I have not. I haven't even read it a little bit, so I don't know. Yeah, I'm, I'm a little concerned about that aspect, but I think that it does have the potential to be a very good ghost move, ghost story movie. Yeah. yeah. Okay, and then moving on to the movie that I am most excited about this weekend. It is the Guy Ritchie film, The Gentleman. Yeah, I honestly, the, uh, I it's, it seems to be about Matthew McConaughey is an older drug farmer, dealer, empire owner, or at least a small section of an empire. I don't know. Uh, and oh, what's his name? David? Is it David? Daniel? Who, who's like the antagonist? <laughs> I don't the know. Asian guy? Yeah. Daniel Wu? Is that his name? I don't know. I'm going to check it right now. Okay. You keep talking, though. Yeah, so, it, well, it just seems like a, a, a younger, uh, I don't know if they're a gang or some, 
it, it, it looks like a story of you know old old uh, in the in the uh, in the industry versus like young guy up and comer trying to like wedge him out first peacefully and then like violently and Matthew McConaughey's character is refusing to give up what he's built. Um, that I mean that's that's pretty much all I got from the trailer because they do a good job of not really telling too much I think unless that's the whole thing. Um, other than that, I, I think it looks good. I think it's going to be a pretty good movie. Like the, just, uh, Colin Farrell. It's Colin Farrell, right? Yes. Yeah, his character looks very interesting. Um, what's the other guy? Harrow? Heron? Heron? Herman? Whoever, all the characters look very interesting and well played, I guess I can, I can say it that way. And... I don't know. I didn't expect to to really, you know, be optimistic about this movie, but I'm 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 optimistic about it. Yeah, I'm not actually sure what this guy's name is. There's Tom Wu plays Lord George, but because of his picture, uh, like his, there's no one named Daniel. By the way, <laughs> well then I don't know what the hell I'm thinking of. Yeah. Uh, it could be Tom Wu, but I can't tell because the pictures aren't necessarily paired with who they play in this particular film. It's just the IMDb picture, so I'm not sure who who it is that yeah. plays the uh, the Asian fella. Gotcha. Well, it's alright. It doesn't matter. I'd... I I think it looks interesting. I don't know. What are your thoughts? So, have you seen any Guy Ritchie films before? Maybe not that I can. I mean, what what are they? Do you have a list? Uh, the the most the two like most Guy Ritchie Guy Ritchie films are Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels. No. And Snatch. Nope. Okay, I believe they're both on. Uh, they were. I'm not sure if they still are. They were on Netflix. You should, without question, watch them. Okay. Uh, th- he has a particular style. That I think this is legitimately just going to... This looks, from the trailer, like it is just going to be Guy Ritchie having a bunch of fun with Matthew McConaughey as the main character. And I am 100% here for it. He also uh, he also is the one that directed the two Sherlock Holmes films. Oh, uh, okay. With I really, Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, I really like those. So. Yeah, and also he directed Aladdin from last year, which is a fun, weird thing. It seems like that's a little out of... Everything else kind of seems like it fits together, but... Yeah, this one is a bit different, but I... I, Just the way it's set up and sold and how the dialogue seems to work and how people seem to be interacting with each other, I am so pumped this is... This is not something that's going to win any awards, but I'm going to be so excited. It's going to be so entertaining and just one of those fun movies to watch in your free time sort of thing. It's going to be a very, it looks like a very rewatchable movie, but not one that's going to be like very cinematically or like artistically high level. Yeah, no, I agree. I think it's going to be a lot of fun and well done. And that's what more you can ask for, right? Exactly. Well, that is that is the end of our very long episode. Uh, so we had a a great preview of the Oscars and gave our predictions for each of the different awards. Yeah, and when when are the Oscars? I know nothing. I believe it is the third Sunday in February. All right, so we will revisit this notebook. 
I wrote all this stuff down in a notebook. Um, on the third Sunday, well, I guess it would be that Monday after the third Sunday. Or the fourth Monday in February, or the third Monday, depending on how... I, well, if we're going to extend this, I can just check. No, 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 um, don't worry, don't worry. It's all right, I was going to save... Save as much time as we can here. Do you have anything important to oh, say? Oh, it's only the... It's actually the second Sunday in February. Well, we will bust it back out right around then. Um, um, I am not going to go through the plugs. I'm going to save our listener some... That's probably for a good... I'll do a quick summary. Uh, I believe that we said that all of these are probably ready for the red carpet. Yeah, I think Would that's. Would you agree? I, uh, with a little less so with the turning because the horror. The movie turning. Scale, well, it's a horror film, yeah. so that's sort of that gets a that's judged on a curve. Yeah, yeah, judged on the curve. Then yeah, I think they're all all ready for the red carpet. Alrighty. All right, cool beans, guys. Until next time. Until next time. Mm-hmm.